Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, the wait for baby formula continues. As the Biden administration says, the crisis could last for 30 days. And America's largest city declares a state of emergency to crack down on price gouging. A C-17 military plane with enough formula to feed 27,000 babies and toddlers for a week arrives in the U.S., destined for hospitals and doctor's offices. Tonight, when a second flight of supplies could land in America. Protecting Taiwan. The confusion after President Biden says the U.S. would defend the island if China ever attacks. More monkeypox cases, concern about the rare disease, as experts say transmission is not likely to be widespread. Sex abuse scandal, the cover-up for almost two decades from America's largest Protestant denomination. Tonight, we hear from survivors. I was called a liar, I was called mentally deranged. Vaccinating America's youngest, the important news for parents. How soon could your child under five be eligible for a COVID shot? Tonight's other top headlines, the manhunt for the suspect accused of killing a man on the New York City subway. Plus, the FBI warning about elder fraud scams. And meet the nun responsible for a woman's sports dynasty. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. I'm John Dickerson in for Nora. Tonight, help for some of America's most vulnerable babies is on the way. But for many families, those store shelves are still missing the formula they need to feed their children. 
An Air Force cargo plane with 39 tons of hypoallergenic formula landed in Indiana yesterday, and a second flight from Germany will arrive in Virginia on Wednesday. These are the first two flights of Operation Fly Formula, as the Biden administration works to ease a nationwide shortage. Meanwhile, regulators and Abbott Nutrition hope to reopen the company's shuttered Michigan plant next week, but it could take up to two months before that formula is available. We have a lot of news to get to tonight, and CBS's Meg Oliver will start us off from New York. Good evening, Meg. John, good evening. As desperate families nationwide wait for baby formula to arrive, here in New York City, the mayor issued a state of emergency to prevent price gouging. This massive Air Force C-17 plane landed in the U.S. Sunday carrying precious cargo, 78,000 pounds of hypoallergenic formula from Switzerland. The shipment of formula is enough to feed 27,000 babies and toddlers with an allergy to cow's milk, about half a million bottles for a week. This batch will not go to store shelves, but instead to hospitals and doctor's offices in the most impacted regions. How much formula do you have left? We only have a few days left. We're Cecilia sure Perkins is frantic to get formula for her three-year-old son, Adonis. He survives on a special formula that wasn't included. He needs a specific hypoallergenic formula. If we were to switch and it doesn't work, he'll have to be hospitalized. In 43 states, more than 40% of formula products were recently out of stock. Uh, some are extremely desperate. Pediatrician uh, Dr. Mark Corkins treats children who depend on specialty formula for their nutrition. The Biden administration is trying to help, and the FDA is trying to help, but they're trying to, to fill the gap. And it's a start, but it's not enough. This comes as Abbott, the largest maker of formula in this country, apologized for worsening the shortage, saying, we're sorry to every family we've let down. The company's CEO says it expects to resume production at its Michigan plant by the first week of June and full production by the end of the month. But for Cecilia Perkins, time is running out. We don't know if my son's going to eat tomorrow, if he's going to eat next week, and this is not okay. It's not. It's very scary. Getting more formula on store shelves will take ramping up production here at home. The White House has moved two formula makers to the front line for raw ingredients that were held up in the supply chain. Vital ingredients that will help Abbott boost production by 30%. John? Meg Oliver in New York. Thank you, Meg. Tonight, the Biden administration is trying to untangle comments made by the president after a question from our own Nancy Cordes. The president said the United States was willing to use force to defend Taiwan against any Chinese aggression. China responded to the president's comments, saying the United States is, quote, playing with fire. Here's CBS's Nancy Cordes. They're already flirting with danger right now. It wasn't just what the president said, but where he said it. In Japan, not far away from China or Taiwan. Are you willing to get involved militarily to defend Taiwan if it comes to that? Yes. You are. That's the commitment we made. Those comments were a sharp departure from the decades-long U.S. policy of, quote, strategic ambiguity when it comes to Taiwan, a self-governed island that China views as its territory. Within minutes, Mr. Biden's warning had ricocheted around the world and across the Sea of Japan. 
A top Chinese spokesman urged the U.S. to be prudent in its stance on the Taiwan issue and refrain from sending the wrong signals to Taiwan independence separatist forces. This isn't the first time Mr. Biden has vowed to protect Taiwan. Yes, we have a commitment. Each time, the White House has tried to walk his comments back. Today, they insisted our policy has not changed and that the president is simply committed to provide Taiwan with the military means to defend itself, as he has in Ukraine. Fears of a Chinese takeover of Taiwan have grown after its crackdown in Hong Kong. The day President Biden arrived in Asia last week, China sent 14 warplanes into Taiwan's air defense zone. But the idea that that it could be taken by force, just taken by force, is just not is just not appropriate. It will dislocate the entire region and be another action similar to what happened in in uh, in Ukraine. The president added that he does not expect China to invade Taiwan after Russia was ostracized for invading Ukraine. But, John, between the president's assertions and the White House walkback, it's still unclear whether the U.S. is truly prepared to engage in a military conflict with the world's second largest superpower. Strategic ambiguity, more ambiguous. Thank you very much, Nancy. Now to the growing concern over the monkeypox virus. The CDC today said there are four more suspected cases being investigated in the U.S., in New York, Florida, and two in Utah. That's in addition to the confirmed case in Massachusetts. CBS News chief medical correspondent Dr. John LaPook has the latest. Monkeypox infections are popping up around the world. The greatest number of confirmed cases are in Spain, Portugal, and the United Kingdom. So far, there have been at least 92 confirmed cases in 12 countries and no reported deaths. Thank you very much. The Biden administration is preparing to deploy vaccines and antiviral medications if needed to combat the spread in the U.S. I think people should be careful. I think we do have enough to deal with the likelihood of the problem. Monkeypox is a virus found in wild animals like rodents and monkeys. When it infects people, symptoms include fever, headache, aches and pains, fatigue, swollen lymph nodes, and a worsening rash that lasts two to four weeks. Until now, it's rarely been seen outside of Central and West Africa. Dr. Anne Ramoyne is professor of epidemiology at the UCLA Fielding School of Public Health. She says the infection can be deadly, especially in areas with poor access to health care. However... We've never seen a death from the monkeypox imported from West Africa in any person in a high-resource setting. The virus is spread through body fluids, skin, and respiratory droplets. Today, the World Health Organization said many of those infected identify as gay and bisexual men, but emphasized anyone can develop and spread monkeypox. The transmission is really happening from close physical contact, skin-to-skin -skin contact. So it's, not, it's, it's quite different than COVID in that sense. Unlike COVID, monkeypox is caused by a virus we've known about for more than 60 years. We have vaccines, treatments, and decades of experience taking care of infected patients. Still, public health officials are being careful to say we have a lot to learn about this unusual outbreak. John? Dr. John LaPook, thank you, John. The U.S. could be a step closer to providing COVID shots for kids under five, the only group of Americans still not eligible to be vaccinated against the coronavirus. 
Today, Pfizer said its three-dose vaccine for kids as young as six months is 80% effective against illness from the Omicron variant. The FDA will meet on June 15th to discuss vaccinating America's youngest. Now to a shocking claim that one of the country's largest Christian denominations suppressed, ignored, and stonewalled sexual abuse allegations for nearly two decades. A scathing new report commissioned by the Southern Baptist Convention describes extensive cover-ups by senior leaders who were, quote, singularly focused on avoiding liability. Here's CBS's Nikki Batiste. At just eight years old, Hannah Kate Williams says her father, a Southern Baptist pastor, began sexually abusing her. I disclosed to SBC leadership and was promised it would be taken care of and it would never happen again, but it did. Now, a seven-month independent investigation revealed for almost two decades, survivors of abuse contacted the Southern Baptist Convention Executive Committee to report child molesters and other abusers, only to be met time and time again with resistance, stonewalling, and even outright hostility. The 288-page report also found the SBC kept a secret running list of accused Baptist ministers to avoid being sued, even as the committee publicly claimed it didn't have the authority to create such a list. More than 400 people on it were believed to be affiliated with the SBC at some point. And allegations of abuse went up to the very top, including a sexual assault claim against former SBC President Johnny Hunt, which he denied in a Facebook post Sunday night. But what, as a survivor, would you like to see change? I would like to see leaders taking the recommendations of outside experts, not as attacks on their beliefs, but as tools to protect those in their care. In a statement, the SBC's executive committee said it was reviewing the report and is, quote, committed to doing all we can to prevent future instances of sexual abuse in churches. Williams filed a lawsuit against the SBC on Friday. I was called a liar. I was called mentally deranged, incompetent, an enemy of God. We reached out to William's father, but have not heard back. In the past few months, I've spoken with about a dozen other men and women who say they were sexually abused by church leaders between the ages of 9 and 14. But the statutes of limitations in their cases have expired. John? Nikki Batiste. Thank you, Nikki. Now to the war in Ukraine. A captured 21-year-old Russian soldier was sentenced to life in prison today after pleading guilty to killing a civilian. It was the first war crimes trial held in Kyiv since the invasion started. U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin assessing the fight today said Ukraine still mostly needs ground artillery. CBS's MTS Tayab reports from the battlefield. Through the battered streets, barely two miles from Russian forces, we made our way to a frontline trench. We can't say where for security reasons. Almost everywhere you look around here is signs of war, signs of devastation. This village was once home to 3,000 people. Most of them have all left. Vassal has called this area home for 30 years and can't bring himself to leave. Russian forces are just a few miles that way. Does that concern you? Yes, it worries me, he says. It's so disturbing to see the village like this. Just a few yards away is a maze of trenches. 
Artem has fought here since March. We're getting used to it, he says. Our guys are tough and seasoned in battle, and we're holding our ground. Like this, a Ukrainian military drone captured the moment nearby Russian forces were targeted, then showered with artillery fire. This village is no stranger to war. A memorial bears the name of those who died fighting the Nazis during World War II. All right, we're going. Let's go. Okay. Now it's the Russians who must be fought off. As we were led to a bunker where Ukrainian soldiers take cover, there was more shelling. Down below, it's dim and grim. But for these battle-weary fighters, it's a sanctuary. Andre grew up near here. A lot of people lost their homes, he said. So I try to put myself in their shoes, and it just makes me sad. Now, in the three months since the start of this war, 10 people have been killed in that village, with President Zelensky warning the country could lose up to 100 people a day. John. MTS Tayab in Ukraine for us. Thank you. Now to a growing problem facing thousands of American families. Elder fraud. The number of scams targeting Americans over the age of 60 exploded during the pandemic, with upwards of 92,000 victims in 2021 alone. Some lost more than $100,000. Now the FBI is warning about an even more effective scam. Here's CBS's Jeff Pegues. Three years ago, Sherry, who asked us not to use her full name, got a phone call warning that her bank records had been found in a car that was loaded with illegal drugs. Did you believe them? I went into a state of shock. The caller told her that he was a DEA agent and he wanted cash or else she was going to be in trouble. All I can remember is sending money all over the country. How much did you turn over? Hundreds and thousands of dollars. 200,000? Higher. 400,000? Higher. It was all a scam, like this one. Every federal agent they have to arrest you if I give the order to them. FBI agent Ronald Miller, who was chasing the scammers, showed up to warn Sherry. And you remember that first knock on the door? <laughs> yes, I remember it well. According to a recent FBI report, older Americans like Sherry were scammed out of $1.7 billion in 2021, a 74% increase in one year. I was the target of an elder fraud scheme. Even former FBI and CIA Director William Webster was scammed. If it can happen to me, it can happen to you. They're lonely, they're trustworthy, they believe it's legit. How much of these scammers stolen? In the investigation that I'm working, currently $10 million to date. The scammers work overseas with U.S. collaborators who move the cash. We are in the process of proceeding against you legally. Financially, I'm ruined. Right now, there are about 5,000 other Sherry's out there, and only a few arrests have been made. Jeff Begay's CBS News, Chesterfield, Virginia. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. 
All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Tonight, an intense manhunt is underway in New York City for the gunman who shot and killed a man inside a subway train. It happened just before noon on Sunday when the victim, 48-year-old Danielle Enriquez, was headed to brunch. Newly released surveillance video shows the suspect running from the scene after shooting the man in the chest, apparently unprovoked. As we approach the 50th anniversary of Title IX, which bans sex-based discrimination in school athletics, we want to highlight one of the trailblazers of women's sports. Here's CBS's Mark Strassman. At Xavier College Prep, a dynasty in Arizona high school sports... The real champ is a 78-year-old nervy nun. This is what Xavier's all about, right? Sister Lynn Windsor. You have force of personality. Yes. Fair to say? I would say. That energy is what you threw behind these sports. More opportunities for girls is what it's all about. Sister Lynn, a 1961 alum here, became Xavier's athletic director in 1977, determined to put Title IX into action. And so we sat down and we said, we got to make things change. You put in a lot of sports. Yes, we did. So how about getting soccer going? How about beach volleyball? This month, Xavier's softball team won it all. The school's 145th state championship across a dozen sports since Sister Lynn took charge. We don't win everything. I mean, you look... Doesn't look it. Senior Riley Flynn will pitch for Harvard this fall. Her attitude is contagious, and, you know, she's got that champion attitude. You know, we're going to win. Our motto is women of faith pursuing excellence. So when we get into something from day one, we want to excel. <laughs> but having fun and making friends is the... For girls, it's the most important thing. Hit the ball. This nun turned winning into an article of faith. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Phoenix. Speak it, sister. Mark Strassman. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, an investigation into the cause of mysterious COVID rebound cases after patients take a popular treatment pill. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm John Dickerson in our nation's capital. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.